because I have like a teacher who was kind of like a mentor to me and I really looked up to him in his creative um, eyes or like how he created or thought of the, the plays that we were going to do. And I was like really inspired by him. So oh, that's that. when I was like, man, I want to be like that. Yeah. But then I, I went to medical stuff and I'm like, <laughs> it's okay. I don't regret. I don't regret anything about it. Hello. Gladys here, and welcome to the Knuckleball Podcast, where each episode, I'll sit down with a stranger or a friend, and we'll get to know each other. No scripts, no nothing, just two people having a free-flowing conversation with no agenda. Yeah, I, I feel like we don't really do that enough, and and um, it's it's nice, you know, to put your phone away and just be there with someone. This podcast is cozy, it's light, and not gonna lie, sometimes it does get heavy and it can get introspective, but most importantly, it's human. And you know, I think one of my friends once told me that it's almost as if it feels like having two friends in your ears. And I think that is a really neat way to describe this podcast. So there you go. Thank you for giving this podcast a chance. I really hope that it brings a little bit of joy to your day and, and makes your day a little bit better. If it does, please leave a nice rating and review. It'll really help the show. And I would love to hear from you. So please send me a DM uh, on Instagram at Knuckleball Podcast or send me an email at theknuckleballpodcast at gmail.com the knuckleball podcast <laughs> all right that's it on to the episode bye bye How's it going? Um, doing good. It's nighttime here already. I know. Sorry for being a couple minutes late. I no, no I worry about that. Videos, it's, uh, it's fine. Yeah. Are you? Are you usually? Do you get like annoyed when people are are late? Oh no, no, no! Because I'm a late person too. So. Oh no. <laughs> I know. I it's used like to it be runs like in my that. family. It runs in your family. That's funny. It does. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. As you can see, I Thank literally you. just I just woke up. It's like it's 10 a.m. on my side on a Sunday. Um, but yeah, I I find that doing these uh kind of conversations in the morning, it starts the day off right. So I I oh, that's uh, so nice. Do you have any plans for today? Since it's a Sunday, so uh not exactly I don't know if you're like a big planner but for my weekends I usually just kind of like yeah no <laughs> no this is enough for me yeah I usually just like to like roam around like walk walk the streets and kind of see what's up um mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever been to New York but oh, yeah. 
yeah okay but like one thing i really love like you know it's like one thing i really love about the city is is like there's just this energy that's always going on and so i'm never worried about running out of things to do here it's like there's always something going on (laughs) that's nice wait when was the last time you came here last time i went there was um 2017 i think yeah it was 2017 right after i graduated college so that's pretty recent yeah it was um we stayed there for like a few days because my i have an aunt who lives there so my dad wanted to like visit her like hey let's go to new york you know i've been to new york i know you're gonna love it here friends like he was telling me like since I know you like Broadway and stuff, so he told me, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, nice, make it happen. Yeah. Are you are you a a big singer? I feel like it runs in Filipino culture. <laughs> no, for whatever reason, Filipinos have like amazing voices. I think it's like in the genes or something. Ah, well, I think we just have the love for karaoke that's it that's all I can say about it. it's karaoke just karaoke the beautiful voice not entirely because you know here sometimes when their birthdays they would actually rent out a karaoke machine so they would use it outside their houses like in their backyards or like front yard and you could hear them and like recently my mom was saying like um, like, oh my gosh, they won't stop singing and they're not even good. So. <laughs> it's like, so I told, yeah, it, it's almost like you're making more noise than, do, than doing the neighborhood a favor. And they, they would do it the whole day, even at night. So a lot of people complain about it, especially when it's around like 10, 11. Is your, so, is your family like that? Well, <laughs> The thing is, we do it inside, so we're oh, safe. Okay, we're safe. I think, yeah, you I have hope. like a sound bar, like like a muffled area. Yeah. It's not because sometimes <laughs> they just do it outside, and like whoa, and the speakers would be like max, and like oh my god, I love that there is like an actual business in Philippines that rent out karaoke machines. I would yeah, so like- love that because I. I'm not like a great singer, but I do enjoy. I really love music, and for sure, yeah. I'm always that obnoxious person that's just yelling in the <laughs> shower. So I, I get it. Who, who is it? I mean, like everyone's shower is everyone's con, like stage basically. But the thing here in the Philippines is we have like a microphone where it has its own karaoke thing already included. Oh shit! Okay, so, it's like the upgraded yeah. version. Yeah, and it's actually been here for a long time. And a lot of um, Filipinos who live abroad go here to buy it. It's called Magic Sing. And they have different, yeah, that's the brand, but they have different brands of it. So it's like a microphone and it has like numbers already. And they have like a little songbook. So you don't have to buy like a big ass um, karaoke machine or what. They have just like this tiny microphone for it. Not a tiny one, but just a microphone for it. Wow. Okay. That shows how much people in Philippines love karaoke, love karaoke. Because, <laughs> because like, I think in the U S like it, there are remote controls that have like a customized, like Netflix button on mm-hmm. the controller. And it's just like, yeah. Oh my God, it, the culture is just so embedded in it that people have to make customized versions of it. 
and YouTube. There's also and YouTube. The YouTube but yeah, <laughs> I love them though. I always use. I don't watch television. I just use like okay Netflix, okay YouTube. That those two. Yeah. Wait. You don't watch television? Oh, you only watch like series. Yeah. Like okay. Yeah. Not the cable. Yeah. Not not the cable stuff. Yeah, nobody, nobody does, does that it anymore, anymore. I feel like, yeah, it's only kind of like the older generations. I feel, but even my parents, like, they're very into the Netflix. Uh, side. like they will call me. Uh, they're in Singapore, and they would just call me and be like, "Have you watched? I don't know if you you've heard of this show called The Good Doctor." I oh, my parents watched that. Recently. Okay, yeah, they're so into it. <laughs> Mine too. They were like. Why, why we would eat dinner they'd be like oh i was watching the latest episode and they would tell me about it and blah, blah, blah. i'm like okay like they watched everything on netflix they're yeah. so excited about it i love that wait uh are you a big fan of stranger things i haven't watched it but i've been recommended like a cousin of mine recommended it recently. yeah yeah it's it, so it's like on its fourth season now and I mm-hmm. completely missed like the first three seasons but then people around me wanted to watch it so I was like okay and you know what I don't even have to catch up on the first three seasons I am hooked on the fourth season now and I and I pretty much know like what what's going on um but anyway the reason why I brought it up is because I think you you know a little bit of the premise right it's like very sci-fi and yeah Mm -hmm. there's monsters and stuff and um I've just been binge watching the fourth season and my dreams are very vivid now it's it's (laughs) crazy like I've been having some wild dreams about like monsters and uh I don't know if you know this youtuber called Casey Neistat I, d- I do know him. Okay. Know fanta- him. Yeah. So I dreamt yesterday that uh, we were dating. And, <laughs> and, he, and he's like 40, which is very weird. But I think it's because recently I've been catching up on his videos. And um, yeah, he was, it was funny because he was like telling me how um, Owens, you know, his son like took yeah. up acting and we were oh, we like did? we were like taking a stroll by the by, like, new mom. Like, we were watching. <laughs> yeah exactly and i don't know i've just been on this like dream high where i really love having really vivid dreams where i can remember them those are good i i always forget them like after i wake up i'm like it's all gone the thing the, the, the dreams i don't want to remember though are the ones that stick i'm like why yeah let me let the good ones stay i know it's kind of like memory too it's like we always remember Mm -hmm. like the painful shitty memory or the cringy ones oh man i hate this cringy cringy why is this person in my dream you know wait do you do I hate to pry about this, but it's always fun to revisit. It. It's like, do you remember any well cringy slash like memory that you just really want to get out of your head? But it's like when you're doing something random, it just pops up. No, I can't really think of like cringy ones. Oh man, it's there's just know. so many. I, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like which one and it's kind of like blurry probably I'm trying my brain is trying to forget about it yeah I I get it I I mean this 
this kind of sucks, but like I always occasionally remember um, back in high school. I mm-hmm. so I got kicked out of my clique. I don't know if like your oh. high school is kind of like that, but like everyone was very cliquish. And I was, yeah, I was generally like the floater, you know, that kind of. <gasps> are you Me like too. that? Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. And it's so funny because it kind of happened around Chinese New Year, which is like mm-hmm. a very odd, like, uh, time to, to have Kick them make that decision. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we're here celebrating. <laughs> Yeah, well, while every, literally everyone was celebrating in the canteen, and and yeah, that happened. And I was like, "This is so That's dumb." So sad, though. I know, but but you did mention you're kind of like a floater. Are are mm-hmm. your friends very like kind of eclectic in in a way? Well, well, when I was in high school, we were we just I stayed in a small high school in my city, and there weren't much girls. Oh, so okay. It's like a co-ed. I to, yeah, it was co-ed. So I, I would just like go to anyone. Like I'm feel like okay, like they look interesting. They like talk about something juicy. So let me get in that group. But I did have like a solid friend. Like, well, not group, but I had two best friends. But I wasn't always with them. I just knew like all oh, were best friends. But I could go around other people. Yeah, but like they they don't judge you for they're yeah, not no. like oh you know yeah. I get jealous because you know you uh, no. okay that's really good that you surround yourself with mm-hmm. good people yeah and I mean like you know if I just stayed one I would want to know what's happening in other people's groups you're like they probably yeah. have the good gossip you know? you're like a big yeah oh I love it there's always that one person that like knows everything about everything you like what's happening in the school was that you no I always get lost that's the thing I'm I I'm like in different I would go to different groups and I get something but I forget them and I'd be lost or probably I'm late to it like yeah. I would hear from someone else and like oh this happened like what but most of the time I witness stuff like I'm just an observer in class because, like, a lot of shit was happening. There were, like, relationships going on. There were, like, fights going on. (laughs) And I'm just there, like, watching everything. And when I would hang out with my old high school friends, we would bring it up sometimes. And I'd be like, yo, there was one time when I was, like, sitting down and someone was, like, like, almost in a fist fight in front of me. I'm like, I'm just sitting, you know? leave me alone like I'm just trying to be in my own world but someone's trying to have a fight in front of me oh shit okay so, yeah. you, so you're never the one getting involved in stuff no you're, you're just like kind of the 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 stand the passerby the standing <laughs> I am and like there was a couple who were who were like really arguing and I was like so scared for them like oh my gosh like what oh. am I gonna do that's a lot of drama going on in high school. I don't I don't sure. remember me having that kind of experience. I think it was just a lot of like subtle gossip that was going on, you know, in the uh, background. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like there were a lot of things happening, not to me, but to other people, which is fine. No. I, I'm fine with that. You're drama free. Not, yeah. Oh. I had a little bit, but yeah. You know, what did, we did it, we had, was it like about relationships or with, with your friends and stuff? The drama, well, I think oh, it was 
it was because someone I wasn't entirely in well I was involved but I wasn't like I was the reason why it happened because there was this it was about guys obviously high school so you know everyone's emotions and hormones are like everywhere Mm -hmm. and then like someone asked me out to prom but the thing was I liked someone back then and then you know some that guy liked me too but it wasn't an official thing and he felt like oh like oh this is the bro code why did you ask her out to prom and stuff like that what is happening I'm not even like don't involve me yeah I liked you before (laughs) not anymore you know did you did you end up going to prom with the guy that you liked or the one who asked me I mean, the one that you ended up going with, I don't know if you've accepted, you accepted that invite. I did. I did accept his invite, but I didn't like him. I, he was a good friend of mine and he okay. liked me. So oh, like, no. Yeah, let's just go together. Girl, you were popular in, the, in I high school. I wasn't, no. I was, I was all right. I was just You're like, right. yeah. I was all right. Yeah. There are other popular kids, but I'm like, I'm like, I might. I'm just like, there. Yeah, I feel like that's that's like a good spot to be. Kind of like average. I feel like in high school it's good to be average, so you stay mm-hmm. out of all the shit, but like you still get to enjoy it. Um, For sure. But yeah, it's it was kind of weird because like in school, the ones who were really popular were the ones who were also really chummy with the with the teachers and stuff. <laughs> so which was like a really weird dynamic. But um, yeah. Anyway, the teachers pet. Yeah, I'm dude. I'm just really happy that uh, I'm out of school. I'm, are you are you out of school as well? Or you're still? Well, um, I actually finished my because I, I took up medicine. So I'm done with that. Oh, I wait, just you're, graduated you're in, after five years. So the thing is, in the Philippines, we follow the American system where you have to have a pre-med for four years and then get into med school for another four years, and then you have to train and then have your exams and all that. So we're following that. And I just finished a few days ago, probably, or Congrats. weeks ago. I, yeah, thanks. So I have like a week before I start my training. Oh, like, uh, do they call it residency? Uh, it's our internship. First. So I'm going to have my internship before residency. If I take residency, I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh my god! Okay, so I'm speaking to like a future doctor. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm. You know, it's hard. Like it's one of. Yeah. It's a really difficult profession. It, it takes a lot of everything in you. You'll be yeah. drained in every aspect of your life. But, you know, I don't know if it's worth it. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I mean, you know, it is an achievement. Like, um, are you? Yeah, it is. You must be like really proud of yourself because I am a doctor is crazy hard. Yeah, yeah. I've like all the breakdowns I've had. I'm like really reflecting a lot the past days. I'm like, damn, I I did that. You know, give yourself a pat on the shoulder and like treat yourself. Sure. Damn. I did well. How about yeah. you? Like, did you? Are you in college or? Yeah, so I, I actually graduated a couple years ago. 
um i feel mm-hmm. like we might be sort of the same age maybe a little bit mm. different but um but you know it's interesting because when i was younger i also wanted to be a doctor um and i i want i've always wanted the to be asian in you <laughs> it's the asian yeah exactly and i don't know what it is but like um i like to i like to help people like that would that that was just like my nature so yeah i thought i was like yeah doctor like you save lives and stuff that's really cool and but then i've always um leaned more towards uh like neuro not neuro i guess neuroscience but um you know for like brain doctors to, to put it mm-hmm. in simple terms a neurologist um, a neurologist exactly thank you uh and <laughs> You're and um so it was either that or to do maybe like a psychiatrist or something, something to do with therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I told my mom about that. And then there was this joke that I always bring up. It's like she's always like, you know, if you can't help them, you join them. And then, and, and she told them to like to like 10 year old me. And I was like, okay well that's freaking terrifying like <laughs> I know yeah um so it was that that kind of killed it for me but then also I just couldn't get through organic chemistry like that for the oh, life oh yeah and that's always the weeding out process of people mm-hmm. who want to you know become doctors and really yeah b- because isn't that like a mandatory class that you had to take to get into it med was school? yeah yeah for my pre-med but i don't know organic chemistry was pretty fine with me for some because you're freaking like smart (laughs) no you know the reason why it's because in organic chemistry in my university there was like a club where they would have like tutors who would help you out and i actually only went to that club because there was a guy like and he was a tutor. <laughs> I love and it. I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to listen real well because he's teaching this. And I actually did okay. Ah, he's like, like the TA or something. No, he's like a student too, but he was just like oh. tutoring people for free. So I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I will go here. It's the win-win situation. I love that it was a guy that got you. <laughs> they kind of <laughs> contributed to you being able yeah. to become the person you are now that's crazy yeah like people were struggling I was like you know what I'm just gonna enter this club this tutor and like listen yeah well wow oh my god I I love that you know it's like all of these um crazy kind of when you think back you're like that was such a coincidence but it played such a big part in my life for sure I was like really thankful for him like where is he now oh shit you guys aren't um aren't in contact anymore no I only had him as my tutor that's it like he doesn't know I liked him at any any or any I don't think he knows me I was just like admiring (laughs) him from afar enjoying the view yeah are you I mean he was probably is it more like an eye candy or you actually like liked him liked him I candy. I period. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> are you? I'm always curious. Like, are you? Mm-hmm. Um, 
someone who makes the first move when you no, when like, no you're like really shy of about that. things i'm scared of that man <laughs> oh my god no me too i don't know i i i because my brain would like go into panic mode especially if i like someone the yeah. weird thing is like you know if you like someone you get calm, not calm but i panic for some reason i i i totally malfunction i stop working my friends actually noticed it and they're like hey are you still oh my working? god that's always yeah. the worst when some like a third party person is just watching the car crash happen and you're just like fuck for sure it happened in in med school because i had a classmate who i liked and yeah. there was a time he passed by me Mm-hmm. And he asked a question, and my friend saw me freeze. I was like, I did. I stopped moving, and I just answered his question. And then he left, and I breathed. I, I, <laughs> I you know, I regained my breathing. And they're like, Hey, are you okay? Like, when I, are, when like, I panic, me. yeah, when I panic, I like, yeah, I just forget how to breathe. You, you, you just lose all sure, control yeah. of like human bodily functions. <laughs> yeah and then your brain also like goes jumbled up and you don't know yeah. words anymore oh like my he god would, there was one time he passed by me to say hi because like he said hi so i was like what's happening yeah and then and then i he asked and i asked him are you done but then the thing was he was leaving so why did i even ask that you know like hey are you done because it wasn't it was it was a test we had the test and obviously he was leaving, so obviously he was done. And I, I asked him an obvious question, and my brain after that was like, "Why did you ask that? That's like a not not a good move." Yeah, he probably thought you were a dork. I'm joking. I bet. But I find I that very I, I find that very attractive, though. I mean, for me, like people who are kind of like nerdy, you know, like they have a certain yeah, element of like dorkiness to them. It's charming. Uh-huh. For sure. I don't, I think it's like the dork. I think the dorkiness is a charm itself. Yes. Yeah. That, that answered my question because I was going to ask like, what kind of, like, what kind of people are you into? Like what kind, what draws your attention about someone? Mm, It's for me, it's actually their smile. If they have a good smile. Yeah. I'm a smile type of person. Like if they have a great smile, I go weak. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I, I love that. That, Yeah, I think a person's smile, like their personality comes through, you know? For sure. Yeah. You can, you can tell if someone's like being genuine or, you know, like trying to hide something. I don't know. Like a smile tells you a lot. And their eyes. It's the eyes and the smile for me. I was going like, to say, you, like, the, you know, the like combo, that combo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's a thing called, um, like an eye smile is that what it's called where a smile is that what it's is called it? yeah no, I've I, never I heard of that was that. Like, it's from um America's Next Top Model Tyra Banks <laughs> okay yeah I was a fan so I know she's like smiles I'm like okay Ooh. how do you do that <laughs> it's I, I mean to be honest you have it oh I think that's my brother he's he's back hello brother yeah (laughs) did he just leave no he just came back yeah Mm. so is he like used to all this setup 
He is. You know what's really funny is there was one time I was doing an episode and he was in the bathroom and he stayed in the bathroom for like two hours because we ran out of <gasps> toilet paper. And I didn't see my my phone because I was like so into the conversation. And yeah, he was literally calling me like like 18 times. <laughs> so he's he's a very supportive brother. Is he like an older brother or a younger one? He's an older brother. He's five years older. Or is it just the both of you or do you have other siblings? Yeah, it's just That's the both so- of us. And I always I always tell people this. I think it was because he's older and he came to New York first. He kind of like paved the mm-hmm. way for the possibility of me even being able to come here. Whoa, that's so nice. Do you have any siblings? I do. I have an older sister and a younger brother. So I am a middle child. Ooh, okay. Is it true what they say about middle child syndrome? The thing is, I actually searched about that because I was having, I was young. I don't know how old I was. I was probably a teenager, but I was like having this, you know, panic. and like, what's wrong with me? Is this like a thing? And then I, I was, you know, um, the internet was already a big thing back then. So I saw this middle child syndrome and I Googled it and I was like, that's how I feel, you know? Oh wait! Can we go? Can we go back to like before you searched on Google? Like what? What that? Oh, how I felt. Yeah, like how? What were you feeling that made you be like, oh shit, there's like something wrong with me? Because there were times, you know, I felt like, you know, my parents. You know, I love my parents. They love for sure. They all. They say that it's equal. It's fair. We love everyone. But as they all have would, to say. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, I would see like they would have their favorites in, mo- in like in some moments. And sometimes I would think, you know, since my sister's like doing well with whatever, you know, she's the eldest, so she can somehow do what she wants. And then my brother's younger. So he's like the f- only guy. And, you know, he's the youngest. Yeah. So he could do what he wants. And then there's me who's very much watched by them. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, you, because you're like, they're, they're like beacon of hope. Because like the first <laughs> one, it's a goner. Like <laughs> we've, did, we've done everything. And then, yeah. and then, you know, the youngest child is just like run wild and stuff. And so I'm you're... like, yeah, I'm the natural favorite one because I'm the youngest. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. there were moments. There were moments where I felt like I think they'd be okay if I wasn't around. That's one thing I remembered very well. Like one thought I remembered very well that made me say like, oh, something's like not right. Okay. So you thought that you were like replaceable or like not. Yeah. Oh man. It's not that essential. Sucks to like it's think like, about I'm not it. essential. But yeah. then as I, you know, as I grew older, I realized you know, I am essential. Yeah. How did you gain? I'm like, you know, for people who started off, I don't know if you started off shy, but like you probably had some kind of like, I feel like being a middle child, you have it comes with like self esteem, you know? Issues. Yeah, it's like I have to prove something, yeah, like that. Like, you know, um, I feel like I have to get one step 
ahead, not one step ahead, but be, you know, a bit better so that they mm-hmm. can see me in a way. Yeah. Because, like, all their attention, like, sometimes, sometimes goes to my sister or my brother. So it's, like, in my head, you know, I, I have to do something. So at least I'm not just a middle child. Right. Like, you don't come with the privileges that an older <laughs> and younger kid comes yeah, with. Yeah, because, you know, they give my sister's she's a first child so obviously they gave they gave her everything yeah and what she had what like was brought it was given to me and I can do that to my brother because he's like the only guy so he has new things in that like transition was there any like how did you gain confidence that you were like yeah I'm like essential I think it was when I saw how my brother was you know he he was going through a phase and I realized like oh they're getting mad at him more so I'm you know so it's okay I think this is all being fair now yeah like you're in the running they hate all of us (laughs) like they all have problems yeah exactly like everyone has some beef with your parents yeah but, you know, you. at the end of the day, I still love them, you know. I think yeah. they're, it's a, they're parent, like, we're all human. They make mistakes. We're also making mistakes as children. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're also making mistakes as parents. Like, there's no rule book of how to be a parent. So. Yeah. I mean, they're all, like, we're all doing our best here. Like, we can't. Yeah. I feel like, it, it, do you ever want to be a mom next time? I thought about it and I actually do, but with how the world is, sometimes I'm con- I'm like reconsidering, like, is this a good time? Like, you know, the child to grow up in this type of world? I'm not really sure. I don't know. It's like weird times that we're living in now. It's funny because mm. like I was I was on Instagram just now and then this um like reel came up. And this guy was talking about how, like, we're living in such disorienting times in that, like, in your like in your email or like notifications, um, one second you you could receive a notification about Trump being like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, like Ohio is not uh, recognizing the existence of women now. And then the next it's like your boss asking you to change like like a title on page five of your PowerPoint deck. You know, it's like we're all just trying to cope with the lives that we're like our jobs and stuff and, you know, real life while the society is like burning all around us. And it's kind of I crazy. think I saw that video. Oh, yeah, you I did. Seeing, yeah, I did. I was like, man, this is not like this. This is true. We're all just expected to pretend like nothing's going on you know like with the I hate to bring this in but like with the whole abortion thing right mm-hmm. and then I remember we had like a meeting the next day just co you know co-worker meeting at work yeah. and it's just like everyone just has to pretend like everything's fine and okay it's not like yeah. the U.S. is going up in flames or anything for sure it's I yeah, totally it's I think it was like with COVID too and like when it first started people were like not sure about like you know it's a flu that's nothing yeah like, was that kind of the sentiment in Philippines like everyone was just dismissing chill. it yeah like chill Before, like, 
there were people, there were like, it was kind of divided with how it was. So there were people who were not really too serious about it, especially during the first month. It was, I remember it was January and there were even some doctors, like some professors of mine who were like saying, you know, there are worse diseases we can think of. What? Like the plague? No, no, but then like they had, like they were trying to think about the uh, mortality rates like, you know, since COVID is pretty new, so it's like, oh, the mortality rate of that isn't that big yet. Yeah. They didn't say. So they yeah, were it's like not... it's like we needed more proof to be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this, this is, is actually like pretty messed That's up, guys. Scary. <laughs> so it was divided. Like some people were really concerned about it and scared. And some people were just like, eh, that's just the flu. Yeah, there are worse things out there, and right. then, boom, March, dude. All in like two months, two to th- yeah, it's exactly. crazy. How, where were, what was your take on it? Like, at the, I guess, because at that time you were in med school, Medical school. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure the sentiment is probably like a lot different than regular <laughs> citizens. Well, when it happened. We were, I, I wasn't totally sure how I was feeling about it. Cause you know, like you were saying, you people are disoriented and that time you were like struggling with our exams. And so, yeah, that was the priority. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you, you just hear like, oh, one person has it and you're like, okay, hopefully not more. But then you're like, okay, the next day I have like this big exam and then the next day. So you're kind of not really sure what's happening. And I remembered the day they announced like, okay, we're going to have one week off because, you know, COVID's pretty getting crazy. I remember that day so well because on that day, I actually went out with my friends. Oh, no. (laughs) And I was like, yay, a week off. So let me have fun with my friends first. And then the next day became a week and then a month and then years. Oh, wow. Yeah, it just kept extending, right? Like, mm-hmm. people, I I remember, yeah, even, like, back to office policies, like, that was, it was wild. It was like, okay, guys, you know, we're predicting April. And then, like, yeah, no, we're changing it to, like, freaking November something. And and then now it's, like, you're, you have the option to literally work from home for the rest of your life. Like, but I think it like seem it seems like it's a better thing for work from home. I don't I don't know because I haven't done that. But how about you? Do you think it's a better thing that you have that option? One hundred percent. I really enjoy having the option, but I also like going back to the office just just so because at that time I also just started a new job and. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of want to be able to mingle with your with your team real in real life. Um, but I do remember that the first time I met my team again, like it, it, in person in a park, I forgot that COVID existed and I offered to hug my coworker. And that was the first I mean, OK, maybe like I think I reached in for a hug and then it became like a handshake and then it became like a. Like, like elbow, elbow and a knock. Fist yeah, exactly. Bump. Like a fist bump, but that was really awkward. 
But if he would choose only one, which one would oh, choose? That's a question. Damn, oh, I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, because the thing is, I noticed that my team actually really does, doesn't like to go back to the office. Most of the people are just totally fine just being behind a screen. And really? I hate it. Like, I, I don't know about you, but I get really nervous like talking to a screen and especially when you have to give like a presentation or something and everyone just turns their camera off and it's just like oh uh, my god they're just judging me from behind a screen <laughs> I don't like that yeah I think it's different for me like I think I prefer like reporting stuff because you know like we have reports to do in med school so I think I got, or probably I just got used to how the Zoom setup was, you know. Like so you feel comfortable yeah. in your home and, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, before it was hard because the environment you're in is like, this is not like a study environment. This is home. I need to relax. That was yeah. my brain before. So it was really hard for me to adjust to say, okay, this is my room. This is where I'm going to have class now, but I want to sleep. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you're right. It's hard to, it's like with the brain, I can't compartmentalize spaces. Like everything just comes like, you know, in in one space. Yeah. And you have like other people in the house. So it's like, this is weird. My brain was trying to like, to make this, a study school place whatever you have to set boundaries now which is hard yeah it it was because you have but, to but say, now okay. yeah but now you're like i'm eh. i love like this setup now <laughs> yeah you, but then you, you sometimes re- like reminisce the days when you have to do you have to be in class and that's what we did a lot with my friends like we would reminisce all the time yeah. like hey remember when you're like in this class and you yes. something <laughs> like that yeah because you lose a lot of that like organic yeah like organic conversations and like energy and spontaneity it's like everything's kind yeah. of sterile now and all packed in one screen and sometimes like if you're in class you have you have people to look around and it kind of gives you that motivation to also do the same versus when you're like alone you have no one in your room and like all you have is a screen and people's cameras are off (laughs) we try to we don't like it we don't I don't know but as a student when I was a student, I did not like having my cameras turned on at all. No, me too. I still hate it. Yeah, I was like, oh, why should we? I know. I'm I'm like that one obnoxious person. Because it, it's like, now you have to take a shower. You have to, like, wear proper clothes. Um, That's what, yeah. That was, like, well, for online, you sometimes can skip that. Right. Yeah, you can zone <laughs> out and... You can hide the fact that you didn't shower. It's the it's the shower thing that gets me. But no, I, I was gonna say like, but you seem like a very studious person. Like you, no, I just no, have that stereotype I'm, with like med students. I feel. Well, maybe I'm like 
the outlier. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm like the lazy one, sadly. And but I'm that sometimes means really, surprised. really intelligent. No, not even. Like I just I guess I'm just lucky. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Or, or like I'm I'm like studious at like some time and then all of a sudden I'm like back to lazy and I forget. That's like one of the things that scare me sometimes in med school and in medicine in general, because there's like so much information you have to absorb and like my brain capacity can't absorb it all. So sometimes, you know, you have to remove some to get some, but then you have to get back that again. So exactly. That's the, that's like the one thing that worries me about, you know, when, when you go to hospitals, I, I feel like young doctors get a lot of shit for being young. And for, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like, even in Singapore, like the doctors are only getting younger and, oh. and it's like, how do you fit? Like, how do I trust you to be able to fit all the information in your head? But then when I think about it, it's like, like 80% of the information probably is not relevant for the situation that you're dealing with right yeah (laughs) yeah because they're like some things you know you're not gonna really need but you have to know it for the exams yeah and and it's like you can always refer to like our paper on the job if you don't if you don't there are some doctors who google stuff I knew it I freaking knew, like they don't have everything in their head. <laughs> they don't. I feel like people give to, we're not gods or anything. We're not like that. No, every, you know, we're not like the book itself. Yeah. Obviously there'll be moments where we don't know things. So we have to consult a book. You know, we mm-hmm. have like a tiny reference book or Google. <laughs> right. No, exactly. And yeah, and, I think we we just put like, doctors a lot of pressure yeah yeah why am I even doctors (laughs) you're gonna be amazing stop it (laughs) it's the Um, pressure I know but anyway enough doctor talk I'm yeah enough of that in the very little time that you have you know to yourself is there any thing that you that you enjoy doing like for fun just to kind of maybe you know take your mind off academics once in a while well um before when when actually before when I was a student I usually just watch stuff you know Netflix some Korean dramas I used to be like a really big fan of Korean dramas now not really because of my attention span it got shorter (laughs) of covid oh my god yeah no i feel the same way and now i'm trying to get back into it by like watching movies and um oh really okay i don't do, yeah. are you like a big fan of uh, of pod- podcasts like do you listen to them not really like sometimes like rarely i have friends though who recommend a lot of podcasts to me i'm like yeah listen to it but then yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah because some of them have like seven minute intros and you're like dude yeah. get to the point I'm, already you know what, what come on skip skip yeah that that's me I think yeah, with, <laughs> but 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 I think right now I've actually gotten to the point where I can actually pay attention to like a two-hour conversation 
Ooh. it's kind of crazy yeah um but i think this like this helps a lot you know sometimes mm, every yeah. week I, i have like one to two hour conversations and it forces you to like be here and okay. pay attention yeah um but i mean the fact that you know we're still having like a smooth flowing conversation like we're not really distracted with anything you're mm. you're okay like you know your attention i think it's me. because yeah i think it's because you're i'm actively doing something rather than like just watching i think that's like my brain that's when it goes like you know this is getting a little not you're reaching your limit that's how it is like zoom i'm like zoom i have 40 oh, minutes yeah. until i <laughs> shut down and i have you to need like an intermission break yeah and that intermission break is even longer <laughs> mhm Wait, but but then earlier yeah. on you mentioned that you love Broadway musicals. I, yeah, I do. When I was um in high school, I was really into it. I really enjoyed watching some musicals. I mm-hmm. well, I don't know how I got into it actually. What's your favorite part about it? Is it like the the, the theatrics, like the over the top acting because for me it's no. like the dialogue like smart oh. dialogue like always gets me yeah mine would probably be how they it's their acting itself like how do they do that live and they also have to because i like musicals so like they do they get to express their emotions through singing and their acting so like yeah. two and, of like, the a lot of things i cannot on. do <laughs> just <laughs> I like I'm how everything's like going that. on and like there's it's like your imagination coming to life. Yeah. Yeah, no, that That's is what I love about it. Right. It's like you're literally creating like a whole universe and it's unfolding exactly. right in front of your eyes. Yeah. And it and it's sometimes even better than what you imagine. Like, whoa, I didn't even know they could do that, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And like when the stage would like turn like, "Hey, that's cool." It's literally it's kind of like a movie but like in real life. How they sing like I'm a sucker for good singers like oh just continue singing. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think it's like the storytelling that mm, that really like gets me. It is storytelling. Mhm. Are you, do you see yourself as like a like a creative person? Actually the if i didn't take up medicine or anything medical related that's what i actually wanted like something in the creative aspect ooh of- anything in particular like drawing or no i actually before i wanted to take up like film or performing arts like or like theater or something like that cuz i was like really into broadway before or like i wasn't actively and because in my school it was really small so we didn't really have that big you know plays or like some musicals we didn't really have those big productions so we have like those tiny ones yeah and, and you were part of them kind of okay <laughs> were you like the tree in the background or something or you really like being the main cast i was i just like I just like being there, you know, like whatever part I I was given, yeah. I was fine with it. But I also like being in the background like 
like behind the scenes, like being part of the creative, you know, production of it, like, um, what do you call that? Having to think what to do with the production. I actually enjoy doing that too. You want to be like a director, pr- producer. Yeah, because I have like a teacher who was kind of like a mentor to me. And I really looked up to him in his creative um, eyes or like how he created or thought of the, the plays that we were going to do. And I was like really inspired by him. So oh, that's that. when I was like, man, I want to be like that. Yeah. But then I, I went to medical stuff and I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> I don't regret I don't regret anything about it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the thing with like creativity is that everything is creative. Like you can, mm-hmm. y- even when I think about, okay, so on my job, I deal with a lot of like Excel sheets, right? Which yeah. is to, to like normal people, it's like very bo- boring data stuff. But um. But yeah, I mean, from the way I see it, it's like there's a lot of creativity around that. Like, you know, how to, this is very nerdy, but like how to write formulas in a way that is creative (sighs) and helps you get, you know, transform data in a way that, um, yeah, lets you see what you want to see, right? Like visualize data. Yeah, I honestly like, I honestly have respect to people who know a lot about Excel because I have a friend who does. Yeah, and I'm honestly, like, how do you do that? That's it's like, like magic. Oh, yeah, it is. And I remember, like, I have a friend who had, who did, like, there was a countdown. I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, right, it exactly. was so beautifully made. Like, I remember we were we he had or he had to do a schedule for us, and it looks so well. And I'm like, wow, that's so nice. And then if he puts like one, and then the countdown or thing total like in totals of like right like it's so so magical how everything's like you can automate them with like a formula and it's it's pretty cool yeah and also like how he did it and how he like ed like the appearance of the excel like he added yeah like the aesthetics exactly (laughs) that one so i'm like people who are good at actually just not just excel but powerpoints too i'm like their creativity comes out when it like that's beautiful exactly well thanks for indulging me in like <laughs> my nerdiness it's just usually when i bring this these stuff on my friends is like they switch off because some of them are Aww. more like create like you know in the traditional sense you know in music yeah, and whatever arts. and yeah yeah, yeah art, think, art. But it, it is art in itself yeah that's and I think that's really cool like if if we can go back to your mentor for a second like do you remember like mm-hmm. a specific play where where he was like, oh we can like do it this way and you're like holy shit you're a genius there were a lot of moments where, like we, like when when you we were like practicing and he was like okay we're gonna do this this is my idea blah 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 I'm like all right and then when it was the performance itself it's like that is genius you know is it was it like a a traditional play that you guys were bringing to life or you guys made wrote the play yourselves there was one where he wrote it like my mentor wrote the story and then the other one was kind of a traditional one and 
it was the one where he wrote that was where I was like, whoa, this is like extreme creativity <laughs> times two. That's, was it like, fantasy or like, like, what was it about? Do you remember the story? It was more of because I don't know why my school school likes having like a, a meet, like meaning, but it has to have um, a lesson. Like you have to learn something from it. So he wrote something about um, prof- like professions, like, you know, it's because, you know, in Asian or like the Asian idea of success is, you know, you have to be doctor or you have to have this type of profession, you know, a lawyer, an uh, engineer, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And sometimes here in the Philippines, those are like the big professions and that's how they see success in a way. Mm-hmm. And so his story was about like, oh, I want to be a teacher, like the teacher, you know, sometimes people don't give them that, you know, um, the like credit, the credit. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, so he made that story like, no, I'm a teacher, but you know, I'm helping other people. So it's like really revolving around education and being a teacher and following your dreams and he added like a lot of songs to it, a lot of drama to a lot of like sad moments. Mm-hmm. And the one I like the most is like he did. I don't I'm not sure if you know it. It's, it's Stomp. So he added that too in the in the play. And then in my head, I'm like, how did like how did he come up with all of these? That's so cool. Damn. So it was like, you- like one of the my most memorable moments when I was in high school, like that moment. And I see his create like creative juice just come out. Yeah. I I like, I I'm really drawn to people who are um, like not afraid to just like go crazy with their ideas and actually like not be afraid to share them. I think first that's mm-hmm. like really scary in and of itself, It is, but also like actually bringing it to life. Like that, that yeah. takes a lot of courage. Yeah, it does. And what more if, you know, you, you have people to watch it. So you're going to have people judge it. You're going to have comments. They're going to, going to say stuff about it. So it has to be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was, I was like, I was reading about, I don't remember where it's from, but um, there was like this, this one line where it was like, um, the like the important work that you do is the one that that has a good chance of not working out but you do it anyway because you know it's like true to your vision and I was like damn that's like really cool like not not being afraid of being judged that's how it should be though I know it's just really it's just so hard god like 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 even even starting this little like side project Mm -hmm. It was like years of ruminating and being like, oh, like I worried about what my parents would think, but my parents don't know that this exists. Um, Thank <laughs> God. I don't know what they like. Every day my mom would call me and she'll be like, no, you know, are you like taking coding classes on the side, like in your free time? You know, don't uh-huh. you know, she, she just wants me to just go all in on my job. And I was just like, yeah, but I, I really like like doing this thing um yeah oh, but to her it's good. like a waste of time yeah I think it's like for a lot of 
you know, the older generation doing stuff like this is for them maybe like, you know, no, you have to focus on this, 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 this. Yeah, like as long like if it doesn't make money, it's considered <gasps> like a waste of time. <laughs> I think it's like for all everyone, especially us Asians. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, go, going back to that play, you just reminded me of um, I I had a couple like mentors slash slash teachers who I crossed paths with and they just like completely changed my life and just like my outlook yeah. on, you know, how, what to do with my life and stuff. And I thought that was really cool. Like there was one um, when I was in I think like high school um I sucked at math I was just like mm-hmm. failing it because I wasn't learning it in the way that I you know that came naturally mm-hmm. to me and and then my dad had this friend who was an engineer he met in the army and he became like my private tutor for math and it's yeah. just the way that he taught things was so different you know not rote memorization it was like it really got to the bottom of like this is why it matters and like this is why how you should understand it and um I was like damn I'm not stupid like it just it's just because I wasn't learning it right yeah yeah other ways and that's actually really nice I wish like more people are like that yeah and he was like very creative in the way that he taught things like I remember the first the first day that I met him he took like this giant textbook and you know how the problems are like from you know easiest to the hardest and he like flipped the book back from from and he was like let's work on this first and I was like dude I'm getting like a d in math like I'll never get this but uh, yeah, he just like broke things down and it made sense to me, which, which I think have like contact. Yeah. Um, occasionally, like he's still really good friends with my dad and stuff, but mm-hmm. we don't, you know, we're not like talking frequently, but he, mm-hmm. he meant a lot to me because Aww. I think any teacher that opens your eyes up to, to like, to life and yeah, everything. like life and like, helps you make, make sense of of the world and yourself like they're gonna change your life in some for sure yeah that's how I feel too with the mentor I was talking about like first like he literally changed not changed my life but he really opened my eyes to a lot of things and actually made me like not made me want to be a better person but helped me improve myself in different ways especially like when you're like in high school you know you're going through different things you're learning and you're like saying how how do I do life and it's nice to have like that mentor to help you like saying you know you don't have to take it all in you're still young you know just go with the flow Mm -hmm. take it one day at a time yeah I get I get a very strong vibe from you in that like you're you're just like very easygoing you know and you I mean I'm sure yeah I'm sure like with your you know med school stuff like it can get stressful but 
I'm not getting that sense from you. Like you're just very relaxed. Maybe it's because it's like during your one week break, but <laughs> probably, or probably I've been do- too detached from it. Like, you know, there are people who are like too, so into it, and in my head, I'm like, how? You know, they're they're so passionate about med school, which I'm amazed too. Like, I have no like no bad word, not bad words, but no bad thoughts about it. Like, you know. Yeah, that's what we need. We need passionate doctors, but there are people too who are not. Let's just the right amount of passionate about it. Yeah, I feel like I mean, you know, just from what I'm seeing around the people that I hang out with, like a lot of them is because like the reason for why they're passionate is like they attach so much of their identity to being a doctor. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, they just let it consume them and and that's kind of dangerous, right? Because it is when if say you fail, because at some point you're going to not do well at something. Yeah. Like it's it's just going to destroy you. <laughs> it is. And that's why like people I think with the generation now, we try to find different outlets or different ways not to just only associate ourselves in med school, which I think is really good. And I think some older doctors don't like. Yeah. They're like, this needs to be your life. <laughs> yeah. Because I have like this doctor who's like much younger. He's a really great doctor. Mm. But he has a, a lot of like hobbies. Like he does. Uh, what do you call that? He does improv. Oh, wow. Did like He does a lot of exercise. And like in my head, like, that's amazing. I, I want that. You know, I have yeah. a job, but then I have hobbies. All of that accumulates to helping you become a better doctor. Like, For sure. because when you're not that stressed out about it, you're, you can just, you know, like you said, like go with the flow and, yeah. um, and kind of like get out of your own way almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I think it also depends on the person. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'm just too chill. No, I don't. I I honestly <laughs> see it as like a good thing. Like when you're not that stressed out, you tend, to, at least for me, like I tend to do better better at stuff. Mm. Um, and when you're not stressed. Yeah, and you go back to your mission. Like you want to help people. Like you know, yeah. you're not all wrapped up with your narcissistic like being a yeah. doctor equals like success and and status and stuff. Yeah, and sometimes people that's actually one of the reasons why some people become doctors. And it's hard if that is the reason. Yeah. Because, you know, well, we're going back to the medical stuff, but it's okay. You yeah. Know, the medical world is pretty crazy. You know, there are people who actually like their outlet for their stress becomes the patient. And it's not like for every mm. doctor. I don't want to generalize, but there are, you know, there are cases where that happens and you know, it's not good because what are we we're, we're we're here to help we're here to give the, the best patient care as we like what what we think is the best patient care from what we learned and right. not having that good um uh, relationship with the patient is hard because you know what they need is trust mm-hmm. yeah that's true i was reading this um book called the code breaker have you have you heard with um 
about CRISPR, like the um the technology of like DNA edit gene editing stuff. Okay. And it was it was then that I I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that the science industry was so competitive. Like and there's <laughs> you know a lot of obviously ethical concerns and stuff, but like mm-hmm. um the mission is not I mean it's not it is to help people, but like embedded in that is like this desire for recognition and awards and to be a legacy and it's just like what what are we doing guys yeah I think that happens like in a lot of professions you know like we just want to be the best Mm -hmm. we just want to be recognized like we want to be on top yeah but it's kind of ironic because like it's that selfish greed that that makes you want to do better and then it actually creates like advancements and innovation and stuff i don't know that's true so it's, it's like a probably a, a double-edged sword yeah i think so it has like good stuff in it and like you know mm-hmm. it'd be a win or a lose yeah. if only life would be a little bit easier and chill too chill that's the dream <laughs> honestly it is, like, it is my goal is to like make enough money so i never have to worry about money <gasps> Which is like not a lot if you think about it. You don't mm. have to make so much money. You just have to make enough that you're like, I'm good. I think with the newer generation now, like for us, a lot of us just wants to just be content with our lives. Yeah. Before, I feel like before or like there are obviously some people who want to reach like super success. But from the people I meet, like my friends, we just want to like, survive or like just get by <laughs> yeah. live basically we're not like reaching like you want to be number one like no like i just want to i just want to get by yeah i don't i don't have that desire to you know be like steve jobs changing no. the world kind of thing because <laughs> with it comes a lot of like destruction with your like personal life and i don't yeah and the okay. pressure too you know like you're number one you have to stay there something like that yeah and then you have to worry about people getting after you and Mm -hmm. and like they say you're number one you're supposed to be like perfect in a way you know you can't make Mm -hmm. mistakes if you did that's like (laughs) the end of the world i know yeah i know i think uh that's a really good point that you that you said with like people yeah but people are like um trying to be minimalistic like they're realizing that they don't actually need a lot to be content mm-hmm. and yeah yeah why not like why me. can't yeah, that like be the highest me. goal <laughs> it's soon gonna be the highest goal yeah i know i don't know it's for me it's like that's like my current views with how i want to see my life in a couple of years just be mm. okay not to be like super successful, yeah, as the world would define it, but in a way, my success is just being content with my life, having that feeling of contentment and just being able to live and do the things I want, which I think you are doing. <laughs> I hope, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a that's a good way to close this conversation like that was a really good ending (laughs) yeah (laughs) thank you so much for making the time like 
you know, for sure. I enjoyed this so much. Yeah, I hope we can keep in touch again. Yeah, for sure. Have a good night. Before you go, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please take 15, 20 seconds to leave a nice rating and review. It'll really, really help the show. Also, come say hi and let me know what you thought about it on Knuckleball Podcast on Instagram. I really love to get to know you as well. And maybe, maybe we can be friends. Who knows? (laughs) All right. Have a good day. Bye-bye.